Broadcasting from Manhattan Beach and the World Wide Web, you're listening to CHSR, HealthyLife.net. As a service to our listeners, this program is for general information and entertainment purposes only. CHSR, HealthyLife.net does not recommend, endorse, or object to the views, products, or topics expressed or discussed by show hosts or their guests. We suggest you always consult with your own personal, medical, financial, or legal advisor. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show, talk radio to thrive by, powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. I want to welcome everyone to our kickoff show. This is a way to kickstart your work week uh, right here with us each and every Monday. I want to thank all of you for your fabulous, fabulous support of the show and uh, the direction that we're going. It's been absolutely incredible, and I want to thank you all for that. Uh, I also want to remind you that if you have any comments, any uh, questions, any input that you'd like to give us, go to my website, thedrpatshow.com, click on the contact page, and there's lots of information there on how to get a hold of us, how to contact us directly. Today's show is one of these shows that uh, I just can't say enough about. I mean, we've heard so much recently about the power of our minds, about how we can create the lives that we want. And uh, my guest today has written an extraordinary book, uh, a book that really talks to the power and potential that each and every one of us have. And we're going to be talking about this book and uh, the inspiration behind it, I'm, of course, referring to uh, Sharon Beagley in the book is Train Your Mind, Change Your Brain, How a New Science Reveals Our Extraordinary Potential to Transform Our Lives, Ourselves. Look, I, I even changed the title for her. Uh, this book is, uh, of course, one of those books that you read and you understand that behind all of the conversation, everything that's going on in the media, the law of attraction, the law uh, uh, of prosperity, all of these things, there is a science. And my guest today brings the very, very best of it to us. Sharon, uh, a science columnist for the Wall Street Journal, uh, is really uh, a co-author of the book, but she has won many, many awards for her articles. She is a frequent guest on radio and television, and she is uh, one of the world's renowned uh, individuals for having a voice when it comes to science, when it comes to neuroscience, genetics, physics, astronomy, and anthropology. So 
She is joining us today, and we're very thrilled to have this conversation with her. Of course, the book and the forward has been written by the Dalai Lama. Sharon, thank you so much for joining the show today. Good morning, Pat. Thank you. We're going to talk about this book, and you know, before we before we get started, I want you to think about your journey, how you came to write this book, and and what about the writing of this book has transformed your life personally. Let's take a short break, a station ID when we come back. Sharon Bigley, the book is Train Your Mind, Change Your Brain. We're talking about an invitation for each and every one of us to create change in our lives, change that is not only possible but probable. We'll be right back. Sometimes your favorite shows on HealthyLife.net are on when you're busy. Maybe you're working, sleeping, exercising, eating, or meditating, and forget to listen to your favorite Healthy Life host. Now there's a solution. You can record or schedule a recording time of any of our radio shows direct to your PC. Then listen on your PC to the show anytime, or convert the file to an MP3 and download it to your iPod or MP3 player. The iSound WMA MP3 Recorder 6.57 software offered by Abyss Media is easy to use and affordable for only $29.95. Plus, if you have any problems, you can receive free email technical support. Speaking of technical information and general info on how to order the iSound WMA MP3 Recorder 6.57 software, you can get all of that information right on our website at HealthyLife.net. You don't have to miss your favorite show ever again. Plus, you can download your favorite show and take it anywhere you want. Order the iSound WMA MP3 recorder right from HealthyLife.net today. In the early hours after the tsunami, it was ham radio that was on the air, saving lives. When Florida was ripped by hurricanes, the hams were there in the critical moments after the attack of 9-11. It was the hams who coordinated emergency messages and disaster strike. The hams are ready. Ham radio works and other communications don't. To learn how you can become a ham radio operator, call the ARRL, the National Association for Amateur Radio, 1-800-326-3942. HealthyLife.net, the positive radio network. All right, everyone, welcome back. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show, Talk Radio to Thrive By. Train your mind, change your brain. Sharon Begley is here with us today. The forward, as I said before, uh, was written by the Dalai Lama. And Sharon, again, thank you so much for joining the show today. Well, thank you. Okay, the journey. You know, piece of cake, slide and glide. What was this like? If only. Um, <laughs> you know, I have written about science, covered science, for many, many years, more years than I'll admit to. Um, and uh, the science that has come on perhaps the strongest in the last few years has been neuroscience, the study of the brain. And one of the things that had long bothered me about it was the sense that so much of what we think, believe, um, our personalities are hardwired, as the phrase has it. And similarly, genetics has, of course, transformed how we think about disease and ourselves. But there, too, there's a strong sense of determinism, of fatalism. In other words, you know, you have it in your genes, and then your, your fate is all set, whether it's what diseases you're going to get, 
what your character is going to be. Um, and that really bothered me, um, not only because it seemed to take our, our lives and our futures out of our own hands, but also because it just didn't ring right scientifically. Anyway, so research started to emerge showing that, indeed, everything is not genetically determined, and, in fact, the brain is not hardwired. So with that background, um, I was just delighted when a group that the uh, Dalai Lama co-founded, it's called the Mind and Life Institute, told me that he was going to have a meeting between Buddhist scholars, as well as himself, of course, and a number of brain researchers. And the topic was going to be this new thing called neuroplasticity. And that's a word that means just what the two parts of it might lead you to believe. Neuro, of course, refers to the brain. And plasticity refers to the capacity of the brain to change, its malleability, its changeability, as you will. So neuroplasticity has come to mean the power of the brain to change its structure and function in response to experience, in response to the life we lead. Anyway, so the Dalai Lama was entranced by this new research um, because of how it resonates with centuries, with millennia of Buddhist teaching. And he was hoping to get the word out to a larger public. Um, and so they wanted a book written about this. I attended the meeting, which was in October of 2004, and then just spent a lot of time in the labs of the scientists who were conducting this work, talked to a lot, a lot of people, um, and that's what I hope the book reflects. And, and you know, it's, it's kind of like someone mentioned to me today, there are two people that in the world, I'm sure there are more than two, but this was the comment that was made to me. There are two people in the world that when they say, I'm having a meeting, please come. Everybody <laughs> drops what they're doing and comes. One of them is the Dalai Lama. The other one is Oprah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the Dalai Lama, to his credit, um, has been more than open to and welcoming of science. Uh, he's been interested in science since, since he was a little kid, and you know, it's sort of odd to think of the Dalai Lama as a little kid, but like the rest of us, he was once. Um, and at that time in his life, he was attracted to you know, gadgets and gizmos. He would take apart a cuckoo clock and try to put it back together, just trying to figure out how the world works. But as he has continued his travels around the world, and, you know, as you say, when not only when he invites you to a meeting do you come, but when he asks if he can, you know, talk to you about your work, the scientists all say yes. Um, so he has started to introduce a scientific curriculum into the Buddhist monasteries. But more than that, he hopes that um, he, as well as the scholars around him, the monks around him, can themselves contribute to science. And in particular, as far as neuroplasticity goes, um, he hopes that when the scientists study monks and others who have become experts at meditation, which is you know, just one form of mental training, he hopes that it will contribute to our understanding of how the brain can change as a result of the mental training that we undergo as a result, really, of just the thoughts that we think. So it's really a quite vibrant two-way street. Yes, the scientists went to Dharamsala, which is the Dalai Lama's home in exile in northern India, um, and that's the meeting I attended. Um, but it wasn't just him listening and saying, oh, how interesting. He would respond in turn by suggesting further experiments that the scientists could do and, as I say, encouraging the monks to volunteer for and participate in these experiments. And it's been just very exciting. Well, and, and the question that I guess that, that has come up, uh, it has been, can the mind change the brain? And in so many people's 
uh, thought consciousness, let's say, they see the mind and the brain as one thing. How do you uh, describe the difference between the mind and the brain to people? The way I use the terms, the brain, which is the simplest thing to describe, is just the three pounds of biological tissue inside our skull. It's the white matter. It's the gray matter. It's the actual stuff. You can touch it. It has physical properties. The mind is what the brain does. It's our thoughts. It's our emotions. If you know, you're know you partial to technolo- technological metaphors, then the brain is the computer and the mind is the programs, the software that runs on the computer. Um, but what's so interesting about the very possibility that this thing we call the mind can change the brain is what we're saying in that regard is that the products of the brain, which are, again, thoughts, emotions, beliefs, um, and which have you know just less of a, what should we say, sort of physical presence than the brain, they can act back on the physical structure that created them and in turn change that structure. So that's what we're talking about when we say that the mind, i.e. thoughts, mental practices, can change the actual neurons that make up the brain. And actually, Pat, maybe the simplest way would be to give you an example. Um, It's a very simple experiment. It was done at Harvard Medical School a few years ago. And the scientists had a number of volunteers go into the lab every day for a week, and half of them practiced a little piano exercise, just a simple keyboard, five-finger exercise. They saw the sheet music, and they would just sit there hour after hour practicing it until they could play it fluidly, fluently, without mistakes, and at the right tempo. The other volunteers, about half of them, would also go into the lab every day, sit there in front of the keyboard, but merely look at the music. And they would play it only in their heads. Their fingers would never touch the ivories. So at the end of the week, um, the scientists did uh, brain imaging scans, um, and they had done the same thing before the experiment began. So they had basically before and after snapshots. The group that had actually played the piano, who had learned to play this little exercise, the region of their brain that controls those five fingers had gotten larger, which accords with other research that had shown that a region of the brain that you use a great deal does expand, kind of like you know a bicep if you're right. into weightlifting. But what was so interesting was that the people who only imagined playing this music, who only thought about it, who did what should we call it, virtual practice, their that region of their brain had expanded to exactly the same extent as as in the people who had physically touched the keyboard and played the little piece of music. So in that case, we have an example um, where mere thought, and I hesitate to call it mere at this point because it's clearly very powerful and has physical repercussions, but thought had acted back on the biological structure that produced those thoughts to change it in a measurable and quite striking way. Anyway, so that's, um, and, you know, and that, of course, goes along with what coaches and athletes and others have long held, that mental practice for, you know, your forehand or your golf swing or your diving turn if you're a swimmer, that can actually be effective. And here we have concrete evidence of exactly how it can be effective. So it's one small experiment, but it does show that, indeed, the thoughts that we think can act back on the brain to change it. Well, and that leads me to another question, um, and thank you for that example, because that's perfect. I mean, you're right. We we know that there 
uh, in the sports field and especially with coaches that there is the, the, the idea of visualization is such a strong factor in their training. Uh, and without that, uh, it, it virtually, uh, you know, uh, puts them uh, sort of at a disadvantage for others. I mean, that's become clear. And I think that other folks have come out, uh, Bruce Lipton has come out, and we're talking about the idea of belief. One of the things I wanted to ask you is, and, and boy, I'm not even sure I know how to ask this question, but let me just give you my, my personal thought. Uh, there's been a lot of talk about the movie The Secret and the law of attraction. And the bottom line with that for me is what are the thoughts that you're thinking? Now, in the example that you gave, if we were to divide, and boy, am I simplifying this, so please excuse me. If we were to divide our thoughts into two different segments, let's say, one segment was a combination of thoughts that would, would increase our potential in this lifetime in many, many ways whether that's health, prosperity. The other set of thoughts did not really do that. They contributed to, let's call it, a less than optimal performance, and we call those negative thoughts. How does the, the, the conversation around positive versus negative thoughts factor into what you have discovered? I don't think any of the scientists who are creating this new field would have any trouble with the idea that Positive thoughts, again, you can call it mental practice, visualization, whatever, can have positive effects because it's just the brain or the mind affecting the brain and the mind. Um, and whether it's for sports or for musical performance or for something that the Dalai Lama is, of course, interested in, increasing one's power of compassion, of em empathy, of altruism, um, which we can also talk about exercises that do that. Um, that's not very controversial, and honestly, I mean, it goes back more than a century to the idea of the power of positive thinking, where by engaging in this sort of thinking, you increase your sense of self-worth, of self-confidence, which then enables you to go out into the world and do the things that will, in fact, you know, increase your supply of you know, whatever it happens to be, a fulfillment of happiness, of, you know, wealth, if that happens to be your thing, um, where the claims part way with reality is the idea that you can think these thoughts and they will have an effect in the outside world, in other words, outside your skull. And, you know, similarly, if you have negative thoughts, then you will attract negative things to you. And I have to tell you, Pat, as someone who's sitting here in New York City, not far from Ground Zero, if you tell me that those 2,000 people sitting in the Twin Towers brought it upon themselves by thinking negative thoughts, I'm afraid I'm jumping off the you know bandwagon at that point. Mm -hmm. And I think this is what's what's so important about clarification around these issues. One of the thing that, uh, things that I, I heard you say that's very important is that these thoughts change, well, the internal the internal structure, and at some level, that change, I mean, given what we're talking about today, that change may be enough for some people to cause them to either take further action to get the kinds of things they want in lives or really roll over. You see what I'm saying? Exactly. But when we talk about this, I, I totally understand what you're saying. Believe me, I, I'm from New York, too, and I can't even imagine... 
the, the idea that the people in, in, uh, um, uh, in the World Trade Center brought that upon themselves, that is not even a thought I even want to contemplate. But what we're talking about here with Sharon Begley is that we can train our mind, we could change our brain, and then what happens is extraordinary. And we're going to talk about that when we come back. We're going to talk about some exercises and we're going to talk about what it means to say that the mind can change the brain and, and the unlimited possibilities with that notion. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to, to thrive by. This is an exciting conversation. And again, the forward was by the Dalai Lama. You can get this book just about everywhere. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Stephanie Durham of The Inquiring Mind. Our experience with Dr. Pat has had a phenomenal impact on the launching of our business. We had more than 22,000 hits on our website in our first month of programming. Anyone wishing to begin or expand their mission in life would greatly benefit from a relationship with Dr. Pat of The Dr. Pat Show. She's absolutely one of the most inspirational people I've ever met. Sometimes your favorite shows on HealthyLife.net are on when you're busy. Maybe you're working, sleeping, exercising, eating, or meditating, and forget to listen to your favorite Healthy Life host. Now there's a solution. You can record or schedule a recording time of any of our radio shows direct to your PC. Then listen on your PC to the show anytime, or convert the file to an MP3 and download it to your iPod or MP3 player. The iSound WMA MP3 Recorder 6.57 software offered by Abyss Media is easy to use and affordable for only $29.95. Plus, if you have any problems, you can receive free email technical support. Speaking of technical information and general info on how to order the iSound WMA MP3 Recorder 6.57 software, you can get all of that information right on our website at HealthyLife.net. You don't have to miss your favorite show ever again. Plus, you can download your favorite show and take it anywhere you want. Order the iSound WMA MP3 recorder right from HealthyLife.net today. Would you like one of the most rewarding sales jobs of your life? The Dr. Pat Show has rapidly grown into the number one radio show to thrive by. The Dr. Pat Show is hailed for its remarkable guests, sponsors with integrity, and amazing listeners. Dr. Pat is in search of a creative, self-starting, energetic person to join the marketing team. If you're interested in helping promote and sustain the Dr. Pat Show, please submit your resume to pat at the drpatshow.com. Again, that's pat at the drpatshow.com. This is your opportunity to make a difference in your community and the world. What does HealthyLife.net and Amazon.com have in common? Well, they're both available on the Internet. They both give great value. But most important, most of our positive program hosts and guests are accomplished authors. And their books are available from, you got it, Amazon.com. Now, it even gets better than that. Because when you're listening on air to a HealthyLife.net host or guest, you can go directly to Amazon.com and you can order your book while you're still listening to your favorite HealthyLife.net program. So when you hear an author you like, go to the homepage of HealthyLife.net and click on Amazon.com. When you need a positive point of view, turn to HealthyLife.net, your 24-7 radio network for a better future.
Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show, Talk Radio to Thrive by my guest today. Sharon Bagley is here with me, and we are talking about her book, Train Your Mind, Change Your Brain. The forward is by the Dalai Lama, and uh, the preface is by uh, Daniel Goldman, and, and we know Daniel from his work on emotional intelligence and social intelligence and much more. And we're talking about this this cross-section, this place where religion and science are meeting. And, Sharon, you and I were talking during the break about the fact that, you know, a lot of us grew up in families that, uh, you know, religion and politics, we didn't talk about them at the, at the dining room table. However, this idea of the intersection of religion and science I would even imagine that in my family we might be able to have a conversation about it. But it's been the oil and water, uh, I don't know, oil and water don't mix kind of idea. How has that changed and why is this book so important in that change? Well, as you say, the, you know, the idea of science and religion as getting together um, or having anything polite to say to one another has just looked more and more difficult in the last few years, whether you look at the evolution wars, um, intelligent design and creationism, or stem cell debate, um, it really looks like the two are at loggerheads and will never be reconciled. Um, you know, if you're a historical bent, go back to Galileo and his battles with the Catholic Church. Um, Buddhism is different, um, and the Dalai Lama has said explicitly and a number of times that if science discovers something that overturns, that disproves something that Buddhism has long held, then, as he puts it, out with it. I mean, he is ready to say that if we believe something which science disproves, then we should let it go. And obviously that's not something you hear many of the world's faith leaders say at all. Um, But Buddhism is almost not a religion, and by that I mean as one monk puts it, put it to me, Buddhism culminates in insight, whereas most of the traditional religions culminate in faith. And insight, of course, has something to do with a process. It's a process of discovery. It's a voyage. It's applying your powers of observation and, and introspection and experience and rationality to grasp something about yourself and the world. So that is what Buddhism is all about. Um, And therefore, if science can help achieve that insight, then Buddhism embraces it. Now, in particular, the Dalai Lama has been drawn to the field of neuroplasticity, again, the idea that the mind can change the brain, because that really does resonate with a core teaching of Buddhism, which is to view the individual and the mind, the self, as as one Lama put it to me, as an ever-changing dynamic stream. So the idea that who you are today is who you will be forever is something that Buddhism treats as just laughable. In fact, we have in our own hands the capacity to affect change in ourselves. So even if we are in pain and suffering today, there are ways, there are forms of mental training, of contemplation, of meditation to lift yourself out of it, to change that. If you are beset by what Buddhism calls destructive emotions, um, envy, jealousy, hatred, fear, etc., um, there are practices that you can undergo to replace those. And, you know, the Dalai Lama says that he, you know, is a mortal human being, um, and he, you know, experienced those negative emotions just like the rest of us did. But he, through years and years of 
contemplation and meditation, he has been able to erase them from his from his being. He says he never even experiences the arising of these negative emotions anymore. It's not that he has to repress them. They just never come up. Anyway, so the personal experiences that he himself has had, as well as the teachings of Buddhism, drew him to the research and the very idea that the mind and that mental training can change the brain. And that's why he was so interested in hearing about the research, and he made it the subject of the meeting that he held in Dharamsala. Well, one of the things I want to be, I want to be clear about and get your opinion about, because we confuse this all the time, Sharon, and thank you so much for sharing this. This is so exciting, um, is this idea that, uh, and one of the things you said that, you know, negative, negative ideas don't even come up anymore for the Dalai Lama. One of the things that I think people is, is this whole idea of negative thought and, and emotions expressing ourselves. Can you tell us a little bit about the relationship of emotions to thought? Well, they're, they're inextricably linked. I mean, it used to be thought that, you know, emotion and what you would call it, thought or rationality, came from two separate parts of the brain that they never that's right. interacted. <laughs> but that's just completely wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, emotions influence how we think. But And here's where the research on mental training and meditation comes in. How we think, our cognitive brain, is deeply, intimately connected to the emotional brain, which means that you can undergo mental training that will shift your emotional repertoire. Um, I mean, a lot of the work on neuroplasticity and the work that I describe in the book has to do with mental illnesses. Um, it's been applied to everything from, oh gosh, obsessive-compulsive disorder, um, depression, Tourette's, dyslexia, stroke, um, mental aging, anyway, a whole gamut of things. But some of the most interesting research has to do with neuroplasticity not applied to anything where the brain has, you know, undergone either an illness or a trauma, but instead for something that, you know, everyone can benefit from, which is increasing your sense of well-being. And there the research, and this also is on monks, many of whom were encouraged by the Dalai Lama to participate, this work is looking at how mental training, particularly a form of meditation called compassion meditation, can shift brain activity in a direction that underlies a greater sense of well-being. So that is completely predicated on earlier work showing, just as you said, that the thinking part of the brain is intimately connected to the feeling part of the brain. Um, and that can now be tapped for a you know, hugely beneficial purpose. Well, you know, I want to remind everyone that, um, boy, this is a fabulous book, Train Your Mind, Change Your Brain. Uh, Sharon Begley is the author. The forward is by the Dalai Lama. And there's so much in this book. Uh, and, and really, it, it's a book that will encourage each and every one of us to really think about what we can do, what kind of control we actually have, uh, how we can create the kind of change we want. When we get back with Sharon uh, after this commercial, we're going to be talking about experiences. We're going to be talking about how we can influence, how we can change the brain. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
changing what you think really change your life? Tune in to the Dr. Pat Show to learn how intentional living and the power of affirmations can change your life. Kristen Marie Sherline, founder of Affirmagy, will share her story, her company, and advice on how to live intentionally and design a life you love. For information about Affirmagy, log on to Affirmagy.com. That's Affirmagy.com. Looking for the perfect way to connect with your children all year long? Give your entire family the gift of heartfelt conversations through the magic of Carla Miller's Seeds of Discovery books. Each Unbound book is a unique interactive experience with simple life lessons for all children and adults. Lighthearted, colorful illustrations attract the attention of children and stimulate interactions with adults. Visit SeedsOfDiscovery.com or call one 426 for more information. For all your live or pre-recorded webcasting needs, come to earthchannel.com. Get your web-based message out to a select group or the whole world. It's easy. A pioneer in webcasting, earthchannel.com provides the best products and services to big corporations and government users. And now, the same technology is available to you. They have the best earthcasting coders, servers, and products to meet your technical needs. But wait, don't want to mess with technical stress? No problem. They'll do it for you. Earthchannel.com is your answer. You can use webcasting for lots of things like advertising, marketing, customer support, training, and don't forget web radio and TV. In fact, you're listening to a live Earthcast right now. So come to earthchannel.com. Actualize your audio or video webcasting needs today. You can't beat the friendly service or the price. Call earthchannel.com at 800-849-8978. That's 800-849-8978. I'm Dr. Pat Vasily, the host of The Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Let me help you take your empowering message to a community of people looking for products and services that value all life on earth and tap into the one true freedom we have, the freedom to choose. Let our listeners choose you. Join the buzz and be the buzz. Sponsor The Dr. Pat Show. Call me at 206-523-5522. That's 206-523-5522. Pep it up with positive energy power right here on HealthyLife.net. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. What a great book. Train your, uh, train your mind, change your brain. And this is very interesting because, you know, many of us hear about training your mind, training your mind, but we don't realize that we can actually change our brains. Now, this is where uh, what I believe this idea of new thought and science and spirituality and science really meet because, you know, Sharon Bailey has put a book together that will open your mind and your heart into the world of possibilities. And this is what today's show is about. It's really looking at what is possible, what is not, what's real, what we, what we can count, what can we count on. You know, and, and Sharon, thank you again for joining the show. I, there's so many people right now that are, that are talking about the relationship of the mind to our bodies. Now, you're specifically talking about change your brain. But I would venture that to say that if you change your brain, you could pretty much change everything else in your body. I mean, am I am I out on a limb with this? 
No, not at all. And the the tradition of mind-body medicine, as it's called, is getting stronger and stronger with even greater scientific underpinnings. Um, it's sort of interesting that there have been these observations that particular ways of thinking or dealing with stress can have an effect on you know, the part of the body uh, below the chin, below the neck, shall we say. But it had all been very mysterious. What's happening now is that scientists are figuring out exactly what the connections are and how a thought up there in the brain somehow makes its presence known, makes its power felt um, throughout the body, whether it's in the immune system or the cardiovascular system. Um, and that has been a huge and important area of research over just the last couple of years, really. Well, and, and so, I mean, it leads to kind of the ultimate question, which is, uh, you know, how powerful can we, um, how powerful can we be in changing our brain? I mean, is this without limitations? And when, when I start to go down the path of possibilities, you know, given, given uh, the, the book that you've written, um, it almost sounds with the right kind of knowledge, just about anything is possible. Where, where do we draw the line with this? Well, Pat, you have exactly put your finger on what's needed, the right kind of knowledge. In all of the breakthroughs in neuroplasticity, what has happened is that the researchers have identified what has gone wrong in the brain that underlies whatever they happen to be looking at. And this has worked for, again, OCD, depression, dyslexia, stroke, a whole host of things. So again, okay, what underlies that problem? What in the brain has gone wrong? Then the next step has been, okay, what kind of input is required to fix that problem? And in the case of, I'll just take dyslexia because we haven't spoken about it, the problem turned out to be something in the auditory cortex, um, the part of the brain that processes sounds. And the input, the therapeutic input, was a very odd-sounding synthesized human speech. It, it kind of sounds like somebody talking to you underwater, like if you make a pool and you go underwater and somebody, you know, tries to speak like little kids play the game. Um, anyway, that auditory input rewired the brain in a way that enabled the children who had suffered from dyslexia for all of their school years to begin hearing much more acutely. And their reading levels rose, you know, three, four, five grades. Um, it's sort of odd to think of dyslexia having to do with hearing. I think many of us grew up believing that it had to do with, you know, the way you looked at letters. We, you know, had the idea that you flip a letter so that a, a G looks like a P, for instance. Um, but instead, it does turn out to be auditory. And again, identify the problem, figure out the input that will fix it, and, you know, you're home free. Um, but you ask about what the limits might be. And the best I can tell you is that for so long, scientists have sold the brain short. There has been this dogma of the hardwired brain that once you reach the ripe old age of three, then whatever brain you have at that point is basically the brain that you're going to get through the rest of your life with. I mean, yes, of course, you would learn things, you would uh, acquire memories, you would acquire skills, and those would, you know, leave physical traces in the brain. But by and large, the brain was not going to change in a wholesale way. Um, so clearly that has now been overthrown, and the research is looking at how exactly the brain can change. But with that in mind, I think we would be foolish to say that anything is, you know, beyond these possibilities. Um, 
know, in talking to people at the, at, about the book, um, readers and listeners have asked me, well, could neuroplasticity be tapped to treat, let's say, autism or schizophrenia or Parkinson's or Alzheimer's, some of the really, really severe brain-based conditions? Right. And, you know, Pat, if I had to bet you a nickel today and, you know, will this be used in the next two or three years to, you know, treat these horrible brain diseases, I would say no, because, again, they are very extreme. But might it be tapped to alleviate, to treat these conditions in five or ten years? I think I'd keep my nickel. And I say that because one of the pioneers in neuroplasticity, somebody who has, oh gosh, he goes back to the animal experiments back in the 90s. It was his work that led to treatments for dyslexia. Um, he's now looking at tapping neuroplasticity for normal age-related mental decline. He thinks that this can be used for multiple sclerosis, for autism, for schizophrenia, which he has a large study underway right now uh, to look at, um, because his view is, again, we have underestimated the capacity of the brain to change. It would be ridiculous to say at this point, yes, we can change the brain in ways that are therapeutic for depression, stroke, etc., but not for X, Y, and Z. Let's just keep pushing the limits, and only if we come to some stopping point, then we can say, okay, we tried, but it's ridiculous to give up before we've even tried. So much we still don't know. I mean, this is part of the conversation as well. I mean, look at what we're, we're discovering. Look at all of the information you've put in your book. I mean, look at we, what we have discovered today. It really just talks to the fact that we are barely scratching the surface on exactly. what we're, we've learned, which is why we should be humble. <laughs> exactly. Let's take a short break. When we come back, more with Sharon Bigley. The book is Train Your Mind, Change Your Brain. When we come back, we're going to be talking about the happiness set point. We're going to be talking about this idea of emotions. We're going to be talking about good and bad experiences, what they mean, and what the Dalai Lama has to say about that as well. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Are you yearning to live a more fully expressed and joyful life? Do you want to explore and discover what ignites your heart? Heart Ignited is a potent coaching process created by Deborah Tracci, a life and transition coaching pioneer. Tune into the Dr. Pat Show to learn more about this unique process. Go to heartignited.com or call 206-236-6100 to learn more. That's heartignited.com or 206-236-6100. Releasing the past and stepping fully into the present is now easier than imagined. Hi, I'm Sue Newfeld Ellis of QuantumHealing.us. Dr. Pat and I will be teaming up to give you many powerful ways to open the door to an extraordinary life. Tune in and discover how, starting February 15th. For more information and to receive 25 tips to reduce your stress, visit QuantumHealing.us. Huna is the ancient spiritual teachings of the people of Hawaii. Most people who study Huna want to know more about themselves and the world around them. 
If you want to connect more with who you are and discover a whole new universe around you, then HUNA is for you. Call 800-800-MIND or go to HUNA.com to learn more about the March 10th through 18th HUNA event in Kona, Hawaii. Mention the Dr. Pacho when you call the Empowerment Partnership. Whatever you think you are, you're more than that. Are you feeling stuck, heavy, or crusted over in some part of your life? Have you lost your spark? Would you like help realizing your dream? Do you know what you want? Call Dr. Pat Vasily, certified career and belief coach, who wants to help you stop those negative thoughts that keep you running in circles. This award-winning author and researcher, Dr. Pat Vasily, brings a powerful, innovative approach to helping individuals live life full out. Call 206-523-5522 for a free consultation. That's 206-523-5522. In college, I took a lot of history and liberal arts classes, and frankly, I don't remember much of any of it. But as an adult, I find myself engrossed in fascinating programs on the A&E and History Channel. They pretty much helped me to be pretty impressive at social functions, and I just found out today that I can purchase DVDs of my favorite A&E and History Channel programs right through HealthyLife.net. You should visit HealthyLife.net and order your favorite A&E and History Channel program DVDs as well, and then discover how many people you can impress during your next social occasion. We're HealthyLife.net, reaching and helping a worldwide audience without hype, without shock, and without shenanigans. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show, Talk Radio to Thrive By. I want to thank everyone for uh, joining us here live as well as uh, the many of you that listen to the archives. Uh, we are on an incredible journey, and as I said before, we have a phenomenal expansion plan uh, that we're hoping to put in place in the next couple months. And so with through your support, through the support of our sponsors, that uh, we are very, very grateful. My guest today, Sharon Bagley, has written a book, Train Your Mind, Change Your Brain, and how a new science reveals our extraordinary potential to transform ourselves. And we've heard a lot about this in the media and, and really without the introduction of, quote, science. This book weaves both science and religion, spirituality, whatever you want to call it, into a fine, fine blend of experience and information that each and every one of us can read about and ask ourselves the question, you know, what can we do? Can we change our mind, our brain, to create a happier life for ourselves? There's a a quote in the book I want to read to you, um, Sharon, that really struck me. And it's, uh, I'm not going to ask you to talk about it, the book, believe me, but who knows why I picked this quote. But it was a, 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 a quote from uh, Meany, and it was part of some of the conversation and discovery and, and the work that you were talking about with Meany's discoveries. And it says, our challenge is not simply to prevent disease. It is to help people move beyond the absence of pathology and to increase human capacity for social good to increase the happiness of the individual. That's an area where we could use some help. That's a very powerful statement. How does neuroscience, how does this enable us to look at creating, quote, a happier state? This is the Dalai Lama's great interest. Um, Mm. As you know, one of his earlier books was called The Art of Happiness. Yes. Um, But... 
we have to be clear. It's not happiness in some hedonist, you know, you just go out and, you know, get your jollies every Saturday evening. It's a sense of well-being and of contentment, um, two words which I actually prefer to happiness just because happiness sounds sort of superficial and that's mm-hmm. totally not what he's talking about. Right. Um, his view is that if the individual can have a foundation of contentment, of well-being, that enables that person to then go out into the world and make it better. Um, you know, the, the chief uh, tenet of Buddhism is the wish that all sentient beings be relieved of their suffering. And the, the monks and the lamas that I spent so much time with, um, I think a lot of people, especially in the West, have this impression that they sit in a monastery or in a you know, stone hut in the Himalayas or something and meditate all day, that they live a contemplative, isolated existence. And I've actually heard from some readers asking, well, what good will it do if they become, you know, wonderful people because it's, you know, completely, um, you know, self-serving and they're not really parlaying that into any good for the rest of the world. But that is a complete misunderstanding. Um, The monks that I spend time with are out in Nepal, um, building medical clinics and schools um, there in Tibet, trying to maintain Tibetan culture despite the takeover by China. Um, so these are people who are indeed going out in the world and doing what they can. Anyway, the point um, of the great quote that you just read, and this is from a scientist who studies the genetics of rats, for goodness sake, but you know, there he was in Dharamsala talking to the Dalai Lama, um, is that, yes, when we talk about what biomedical research is supported in this country, it's all about disease. And if you think of us as being a sort of, there's a zero level and there are positive levels and then there's negative levels, our research has all been about bringing people in the negative region up to at least zero. You know, they no longer have disease X, Y, or Z, which, of course, is a commendable thing. I mean, we don't want, again, people are suffering, their diseases should be alleviated, treated, so they can be at least back to baseline. But we have, therefore, ignored any kind of research that might raise people above that baseline. I mean, there's something, you know, when we talk about the absence of disease, that's fine, but that doesn't mean the presence of something positive. And the research in neuroplasticity is also trying to address the latter, which is, of course, why the Dalai Lama is interested in it, whether you can indeed increase people's capacity for compassion, altruism, empathy, with the hope that they will then, again, go out into the world and try to make it a better place. And some of the research on the monks who have volunteered for this work um, does indeed show that various forms of mental training, compassion meditation, mindfulness meditation, can shift brain activity in a way that does seem to increase the possibilities for compassion, and that's the research that the Dalai Lama is encouraging monks to participate in. And as we're talking about research, I mean, I've got to ask you the question. I mean, whenever we get into the conversation about research, I know for me the little thing clicks in my mind that says, okay, it's going to be decades before we can actually use any of this. But that's not the case. I mean, there are things we can do now. This is not about researching something and waiting for something to happen or waiting for someone to say to us, okay, now you can do this and you can change your brain. No, exactly Are there things right, we can do now? Exactly. And this is research on human beings. You know, we're not back in the rat era at all. Um, but mindfulness meditation for which people can purchase tapes or attend courses is something that you indeed can master in 
uh, you know, six to eight weeks, I would say. Um, of course, you don't have to practice it regularly. Um, compassion meditation, similarly. And all have been shown to be quite effective both in uh, alleviating biomedical conditions, diseases such as depression, OCD, etc., um, but also in getting people who are fortunate enough not to have a mental illness and raising them above where they might otherwise have been. Um, and again, these are things that people can learn that they can practice on their own. It doesn't require, I mean, you don't even have to go to a specialist. You don't have to uh, have a trainer because there are such wonderful courses that you can do just in the privacy of your own home. Um, these things have been shown to be effective and they can be adopted today. And, and this is something that you've all have heard me talk about. There are many, many ways, many, many methods for this to happen. As a matter of fact, uh, Sue Newfell Ellis is going to be releasing a, a meditation t uh, CD that apparently is groundbreaking and based on uh, the work that you're talking about. So, again, the Simone Zone is another way for you to take some action now. Uh, it's really a matter of trying out what works for oneself, isn't it? It is, and of having the dedication to stick with it. All right. Let's take a short break. When we come back, we'll have our wrap-up. Uh, you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show, Talk Radio to Thrive by Sharon Bagley will join us for our closing comments. Stay tuned, everyone. Called the Oprah of Radio by her listeners. Award-winning host Dr. Pat Vasily is blowing the doors off of traditional talk radio. Get ready for an energizing delivery and powerful interviews with leaders in the field of human potential. Dr. Pat's fresh new perspective on living life full out has catapulted her show to the top of talk radio. Tune in and Dr. Pat will help you thrive instead of merely survive. Visit the drpatshow.com. That's T-H-E-D-R-Patshow.com for listening times in your area. NLP is a behavioral science that utilizes language to impact verbal and nonverbal communication, allowing you to rethink how you perceive what is occurring in your mind. NLP provides a system of knowledge and values, procedures, and tools for the purpose of empowering your life and the life of others. When you learn how to practice NLP, you can become capable of achieving anything you set your mind to. Anything. Join the Empowerment Partnership as they present the Accelerated NLP Practitioner Training in Seattle, October the 8th through the 14th. Call 800-800-MIND or go to www.nlp.com. Mention the Dr. Pat Show to receive 20% off. The Empowerment Partnership. Whatever you think you are, you're more than that. What does HealthyLife.net and Amazon.com have in common? Well, they're both available on the Internet. They both give great value. But most important, most of our positive program hosts and guests are accomplished authors. And their books are available from, you got it, Amazon.com. Now it even gets better than that. Because when you're listening on air to a HealthyLife.net host or guest, you can go directly to Amazon.com and you can order your book while you're still listening to your favorite HealthyLife.net program. So when you hear an author you like, go to the homepage of HealthyLife.net and click on Amazon.com.
Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show Talk Radio to Thrive by Shara Bigley here with me. The book is Train Your Mind, Change Your Brain, available everywhere. Uh, if you want to, you can go right into Amazon and check it out. As we close, we have a, a, a wrap-up here that we do. Uh, Sharon, wh- what, what message would you like to leave for our listeners? I hope that people come away from this with a greater feeling of their own potential, um, uh, feeling empowered, um, realizing that whatever your mental condition, your emotional condition, this doesn't have to be inevitable, that there are things that you can do through dedication. It takes attention. It takes time. But your fate is not inevitable. It's not hardwired. And that really, your future is in your own hands. All right. Thank you so much, Sharon. Again, the book is Train Your Mind, Change Your Brain, How a New Science Reveals Our Extraordinary Potential to Transform Our Lives. Thank you all so much for joining the show today. Thank you all at HealthyLife.net for another fabulous show. And please, step out this week. Know that you can live life full out and create the lives that you want. Remember, train your mind, change your brain. We'll see you next week.